We are on Ksubis Membez, Amad Allah 42a, as we continue on in the fourth parak, the fourth chapter of Ksubis. Um, the Gemara now will uh, begin a slightly different topic, again within uh, Mefata and Ma'ane's cases of seduction and rape, but the central focus is really on uh, an idea called uh, Shvuas Kfiris Mamon. Uh, which is basically the idea that uh, when a person takes a shvua, they swear that they do not owe money. Uh, let's say they don't owe returning um, something that they borrowed or an object that they have, um, and they they take a shvua, they swear that they already paid it back or that they don't owe, owe it to begin with, they never took it, and then they are found to have lied about that. They lied about the oath that they took. Uh, so then they have to bring a korban. And so uh, the general rule, before we see the Gemara, is that this applies to dine mominus, uh, to regular laws of monetary monetary laws, but it wouldn't necessarily apply to a case of a knas, or it wouldn't apply to a case of a knas, of a fine. A fine is not regular monetary obligations, that a person has to return something to somebody else, but a fine is above and beyond. And so therefore, if a person were to take a shvua, an oath, that they do not have to pay the fine, or that uh, the action never existed to begin with, there was never no such action whereby the person has to pay a fine, and then later they either admit to it, let's say, let's say they admit to it, and they say that we really lied when we took that oath, so then they would not have to, uh, if it was just a fine alone, they would not have to bring a korban, a sacrifice. The sacrifice is only brought if it is regular monetary um, obligations. And so this is a, another example where there's a, there's a ramification here about whether or not something is a fine or a regular monetary obligation. If it's a fine, so then if they lied under oath, so then they would not have to bring a sacrifice. If it's a regular monetary obligation, so then they would have to bring a sacrifice. And so our Gemara will be using our case of Onus and Mefate as an example of, really we'll see is potentially both, because by Onus and Mefate, by seduction and by rape of a girl who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, there's really both regular monetary obligations, uh, such as uh, humiliation and lowering of her value and the, and the pain that she suffered, um, and then there's also a fine. So how do you how do you deal with these situations? So says the Gemara, Tanan Hassan. It is taught in a Mishnah. Inasta uh, biti, the father. Interestingly, it's the father who comes to court, not the daughter. Uh, that's a bigger question as to who is the litigant, who is the who has the right to take the um, person who they're accusing to court. Is it the father or the daughter? So it seems pretty clear from the Gemara that the father could come to court and say, "You." Um, raped or seduced my daughter. And then he responds back, He says he denies the whole thing. He denies the whole thing and he takes an oath on it and he says, Amen. But afterwards, and then afterwards he admits to it. So then he's obligated. Um, so he has to, what is he obligated in? And any time that there's a shvua, uh, an oath which he lied about, so then he has to pay back the actual amount plus an additional... Chomesh, an additional fifth, 
plus the fact that he has to bring a korban asham. He has to bring the sacrifice of an asham. That's the first position. Rabbi Shimon Poter, Rabbi Shimon says, no, he's he's exempt. This concept uh, would not apply. Adding a fifth and bringing a sacrifice would not apply. Um, that's the position of Rabbi Shimon. He exempts them. Why? He explains, because it is a knas here. It's a knas. And so, uh, the the there's a fine here, and when it comes to a fine, uh, the the laws of a false oath do not apply. So the chacham say back, the chacham respond back and say it's true that when it comes to the fine, the laws of a false oath uh, about uh, monetary issues doesn't apply. But here, there's also there are monetary issues. There's other issues, there are other issues of boshes and pigam. Um, so those do apply. And so we'll see in the Gemara later on, I'm not sure if we'll get to it in uh, this class, but we'll see this later, uh, later on, that uh, what are they really arguing about? They're arguing about when the father comes to court and says that you owe uh, me money, when the father comes to court, what is his primary intention here? Is his primary intention on the knas, that he wants to receive the payment for the knas, for the fine, or is his primary intention really on uh, the monetary damage, on, the, on receiving payment for all the damages that occurred? Um, so what is his primary intent? And according to Rabbi Shimon, the primary intent is the knas, is the fine. And as such, uh, the oath that he, that the person takes is focused on the fine. And so therefore, when he lies under oath, um, so then the regular laws would not apply because it's dealing with a fine. And according to the Chamim, it's about uh, the primary intent is really focusing on the monetary obligations and, and the damage, about the damages that occurred. Okay, that is what the Gemara says until now. Bamine Abai Me Rabba. Abai now asks Rabba the following. The following question. What happens if you have the following case? A very similar case. The father comes to court and says, um, the father comes to court and says that uh, you either raped or seduced my daughter. And not only that, but we already went to court. We already went to court. And the court already ruled that you owe me money. And he responds back by saying that, no, none of it is true. None of it is true. Uh, the rape didn't happen. The seduction didn't happen. Um, we never went to court. I was never obligated to pay. Uh, and then he takes a shvua. He takes an oath. And he then admits the fact that um, he lied under oath. So according to Rabbi Shimon, what is the law? Because in this case, it's not just pro- the, the, the accusation that he uh, seduced or raped uh, the daughter between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. But in this case, the court already made a ruling, at least that, that, that's the accusation. The court already made a ruling and you're, you are already obligated to pay. So does that change anything? Essentially, um, we'll see here because now it, 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 uh, this is how Rashi understands it. it. This turns into no longer a knas. Once the court rules that you have to pay, uh, that this person has to pay, so then uh, it's now regular mominous. It's no longer viewed as a knas. This is an obligation to pay. Before they go to court, so then it's viewed as a knas, as a fine, above and beyond what the obligations are. But now that the court made the ruling, so it turns into regular mammonis. So according to Rabbi Shimon, what's the law? What do we say? Do we say that because they went to court, so then it's regular, it's like uh, it has an obligation to pay, so it's like regular, uh, the regular form of this korban, shvua, where he took a, an oath and he lied, about regular laws of payment? Or do we say that no? The way Rashi understands this is that 
when it comes to uh, the laws of a false oath and having to pay above and beyond, you have to pay the, the, the principal and then an additional chomesh, and that you have to bring a korban, so maybe that's limited to cases of, let's say, a pikadum, where I leave something by you, uh, or there's, uh, there's some there, there's some loan of some sort. Um, and so in those cases, the cases that are explicit in the Torah, so in those cases we'll have this idea. But this is really, a, it, it started off as a knas, as a fine, and then the court made a ruling, so maybe this case is different. So the answer to the Gemara is that no, it's really the same. Really, it's the same. This is regular dine mamanes, regular laws of uh, because it's, the accusation is that we already went to court, and uh, the person was found uh, to have to, to have to pay. So now it's like regular mamanes. It's like regular monetary obligations, and therefore this the carbon shvua, the rules of a false false oath, would kick in. Would in fact kick in. So the Gemara asks a question on this. The Gemara says, "Wait a minute." We see, we know that Rabbi Shimon says otherwise. Rabbi Shimon, Omer Yachal, Omer Lechaveri, Nastavi PC says, Piti, Vomer Lo, Nastavi Lo PC, so he missed Shorcha Savdi, Vomer Lo, he missed Osha, Omer Lo, Avdo, he pata, as Shinai, Visima, Isa, as Enai, Vomer Lo, he pati, Velosimisi, Vinishbaba, Hoda, Yachal, Yachayav, Tam, Alomar, Vichish, Bamisa, Picard, and Opus, and Messiah, because Isaac is Amiso, Omosa, Basically, we have a brisa, where Reb Shimon, the same Reb Shimon, says that what happens in any case of kanas. So he discusses a bunch of cases of a kanas of a fine. So one of them is our case of uh, of a either a seduction or rape of a girl who is a nara between the ages of twelve and twelve and a half, or other cases. For example, if an ox gores a slave, or if a master. Um, uh, breaks the teeth of, uh, of a slave, different cases where it's viewed as a fine. So then if the person, let's say, who's being accused swears that uh, they don't, it never happened, and then they admit to it that they that they sweared falsely. So Rabbi Shimon says, we only go based on the Pasuk. The Pasuk is only talking about cases which are, the verse is talking about cases which are mamon, monetary obligations, regular monetary obligations, to the exclusion of a fine. How is this? How is this a question? Of what we just said right now? It's not. But the Gemara continues onto Membeis and Membeis. My love, Bishamad Bedin, aren't we discussing a case where they already went to court? The case is is where they're already being accused of having gone to court, even though it doesn't say so in the Brisa explicitly. So it's a bit of an assumption. We'll we'll see in a minute from the Gemara why the Gemara assumes this. Uh, but the Gemara is assuming maybe the whole case is where they already went to court. And what's Rabbi Shimon saying? Rabbi Shimon is saying even though they already went to court, there still is an exemption um, from this regular laws of a false oath with regards to the monetary issues. There still is an exemption, which goes, that is a contradiction to, to what we said before. We said before, and the answer was that, no, once they already went to court, so now it's regular laws of mama, regular laws of monetary issues. But according to the Bryce that we just read, assuming it's talking about a case where they already went to court, which is an assumption. Uh, so then, if that's the case, uh, so then, so then it's a contradiction because the Brisa says that there really still is an exemption because initially it was a fine. So that's the question. Isn't talking about a case where they already went to court? So the Gemara answers no. No, it's talking about a case where the accusation wasn't the, that they already went to court. No, they never went to court. 
The cases where the, 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 the father is not saying that we already went to court. That's not the case. There's no reason to assume that that's the case. But the Gemara says, no, there really is a reason to assume that the case is where they went to court. Well, how do we know that? No, because we didn't read the beginning of that brisa. The Gemara left out the beginning of that brisa. There's an opinion of the Tanakama that the Gemara left out. So now let's read the beginning of the brisa and see what the context is of that brisa. Basically, the Reisha, the first case, uh, the first part of the Brisa, is the opposing view of Reb Shimon. It's the position of the Tanakama, of the first, uh, the first opinion. Again, it's the same question. What happens if you have a case of a fine, and there's a Shavua on the fine, the person takes a, an oath, and then he admits to it, and there's a, really a false oath, so then the first opinion against Rabbi Shimon says, how do we know that it is the regular laws? This is the regular laws of um, when a person takes a false oath about monetary issues that they have to um, pay more than just the principal and that they have to bring a korban, a sacrifice. Because the verse says, mala mal. It says mala twice. There's an extra word. And so therefore it's there to teach you that it's not just talking about monetary issues, but even when it comes to um, fines. And so the Gemara says, according to this position, it has to be talking about a case where they already went to court. It has to be talking about a case where he's being accused of having already gone to court. Right? Uh, because if he didn't go to court yet, so then there is no fine. Um, how do we know that there's even a fine? How do we know that it's even true if they haven't gone to court yet? How do we know that there would be an extra fine? And furthermore, if they haven't gone to court yet, if he just admits to it, so then he's exempt. We know that there's a concept of modubiknas pater. When a person admits to the fine, so then, and it's through his mouth, the way we know about it is through him, so then uh, there's a, there's an exemption. Um, so, uh, so because of that, it must be that we're talking about a case where, in, according to the first opinion, where they already went to court. The first opinion says if they already went to court, so then there is in fact an obligation uh, uh, to, to pay more and to bring this korban. So the Gemara says, if the first part of the Brisa, these are two um, two opinions that are arguing with each other, they must be referring to the same case. Uh, they must be talking about the same situation. So then the end also has to be talking about a case where it was Ahmad Bedin. It was talking about a case where they already went to court. So the Gemara has to answer this. In the end of the day, it seems to be talking about a case where they already went to court. And Rabbi Shimon seems to be at the position that even if they already went to court, or at least the accusation is that they already went to court, um, and that he then admits to it. He admits that he already went to court, and he said that he took a false oath. So then, uh, it seems to be from our Bryce, so that Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that there still is, this wouldn't fall, it still wouldn't fall under the category of a regular denial of monetary payment. But we mentioned that uh, the answer of Rabbah, um, the answer of Rabbah was that there would be an obligation to pay. So how do we, how do we put the two together? So the Gemara says, you know what, he responds back by saying, you know what, I could answer the following. I'm not going to answer the following because it's difficult, but I could answer the following. I'll give you one answer which is difficult, but then I'll give you the real answer. Um, 
I could have answered you that the entire Brisa is really Rabbi Shimon talking. I could have said that the entire the Brisa is, is entirely Rabbi Shimon. Um, and that there's really a difference, and the point of Rabbi Shimon is that there's a difference between when they already gone to court versus when they haven't gone to court, which is what Rabbah holds. Rabbah holds there's a big difference. If the person admits they already went to court, uh, so then they have an obligation to pay because it's a regular payment. If they haven't gone to court, so then he wouldn't be obligated to pay. It, uh, wouldn't be obligated to bring this korban and pay more um, to bring the sacrifice. So I could tell you that really the entire brace is Rub Shimon. And the brace itself is differentiating between a case where they already went to court. They admit that they already went to court versus a case where they, they didn't they didn't go to court yet. Um, but the problem is, I, uh, he, that's the suggestion, but he admits that it's difficult. This is a difficult explanation. Uh, because then the the brisa shouldn't have Rabbi Shimon Omer. Rabbi Shimon says in the middle of the brisa that it, that implies that beforehand was not Rabbi Shimon. So either say Rabbi Shimon in the beginning, that Rabbi Shimon says the following, the whole statement, or say at the very end, these are the words of Rabbi Shimon. But to put Rabbi Shimon Omer smack in the middle, that's very difficult to then say even that which was was before that is also the position of Rabbi Shimon. Um, so therefore, that's that's a difficult explanation. And he admits it's a difficult explanation. So how am I, how am I, Rabbah, how, how do I explain this b'risa? So he says, Really, you're right. The b'risa is talking about a case where he admits that he already went to court and that he admits that he was um, that he was uh, told to pay. The Reisha Rabbanan Vesefer And the first position is the position of the Rabbanan, of the majority. And the second position of Rabbi Shimon to say that there's an exemption is the position of Rabbi Shimon. You're right. When it comes to a korban shvua, you're right that there's a that there is an exemption according to Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon would hold that you would not have to bring a korban for making this false oath uh, because it's really it's really originally a kanas. It was originally a fine, and that you don't have to pay a chomish. You don't have to pay more. When I said, says Rabbi, when I said that once they go to court, so then it becomes a monetary issue. It means as follows. It means that that let's say um, the father didn't collect yet. They already went to court. The father didn't collect it, and the father dies. So then uh, it's as if it's a monetary issue, and now it goes to the children. That's what I meant to say. That if the father dies, it doesn't go to the daughter. It goes to the sons. It goes to the sons. It's regular laws of Yerusha. So he admits, and he says, really, according to Rabbi Shimon, uh, the, it would not follow the rules of a regular... Um, false oath with regards to monetary issues. It wouldn't fall even after they already went to court. Even if everyone agrees, admitted that they already went to court, uh, it's still they still will not pay because it, it, it originated as a knas, as a fine. But once they already went to court, he said, my point was just to say that once they already went to court, so now it's a monetary obligation. And then if the father dies, so then it goes to the sons. Uh, like any other law that has to do with the laws of inheritance, that if there's a, any requirement to pay the father, that payment, that requirement to pay now is transferred over to the children. Okay, that is the Gemara until now. The next Gemara will ask the big question, which is, this seems to go against the Mishnah, the position of Shimon in the Mishnah. So we'll see that uh, in the next in the next class as we continue on and Mimbez on Mimbez.